Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy, and with me today, as always, is the other host of the show, Tack. Hi. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down. We break it down by hanging out next to a tree like a creep, calling it names, and finally making its brother our bitch, all for your listening enjoyment. Hmm, That'll make sense later. On today's episode, we look at Season 2, Episode 8, entitled A Fistful of Reasons. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make a hell of a more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Hiya, Jimmy Klein. What's up? Not too much. What about you? Oh, you know, recording a podcast. So how was your Father's Day? Because oh, we are right. recording on Father's Day. Father, yeah, happy Father's Day. You too. Um, well, I mean, I don't have any of my kids here, so I'm still alone in Virginia, which is also, like, that's my screen name on uh, chubbytubbies.com. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like the it. name of a romance novel, Lonely in Virginia. <laughs> my screen name on chubbytubbies.com look me up boom boom that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) but how was your uh, father's day it was cool i just kind of you know messed around the house just kind of farted around you know what i mean ew typical dad noises yeah having people pull my finger you know huge huge all right well happy father's day to all the fathers out there heck yeah um and so today, Jimmy, I thought it might be fun, since this is okay. all about Peter's first bully. Yes. Uh, maybe we could discuss some stories about, you know, did you ever have a bully growing up or anything? I I, I did, but I didn't remember having a bully. So, wait, um, what? Say that <laughs> yeah, again? I, well, I had one, apparently, but I didn't remember having one. Um, when I lived down the street from you, 
Um, oh, well, I was in, like in yeah, I was like in ninth grade, and I had this knock on the door, and it was this guy named I Aaron. I knew you that, in ninth grade. Yeah. Did I say before I knew? Yeah. Oh no, this was when I was in ninth grade. Well, I had a bully apparently before I met you, um, but when I was in ninth grade, I had a knock on the door, and this guy named Aaron for that lived in the neighborhood was asking, "Hey, can I? Can you come out and talk to me?" So I thought he was asking for money or something. I didn't know what he wanted. <laughs> so I walk outside. I was like, hey, man, what's up? And he goes, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm part of this 12-step program. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. And he said, and, uh, and you know, part of it is, is going around and apologizing to people we've hurt. <laughs> okay. I said, okay. And he said, and, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to tell you I'm sorry for being so immature. I said, I, I, when were you immature? I'm confused. <laughs> and he said, you know, when you used to go play at Andre's house. I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember you being immature. He said, sure you do. He said, I was just, I was just kind of a bully, you know. I, I just, and I, and I, I saw where he was going. I, I, I didn't know what else to say. So I was like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I said, like, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. And he goes, no. He said it was immature, and I, and I know I hurt your feelings, and I know I hurt you, and you know, I, I just wanted you to know that I'm sorry. I said, that's cool, man. I said, it's it's awesome that you're doing this, and it's awesome that you're uh, you know, going through these steps, and I think it's it's great. And if you need anything, obviously, you know where I live. So he, we just kind of, you know, made small talk, and then he finally left. And to this day, I still don't know how he teased me or, or how he bullied me, but he swore up and down huh. he did. So, Is it possible he may confuse you with somebody else? Um, possibly, yeah. I don't, I don't ever remember really having a bully. Because I was always the kind that just kind of laughed it off, like, hey, yeah, my head is big. I never really, you know. So <laughs> I just kind of embraced whatever they were bullying, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> That's so me. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have a bully either. Well, I think this is before I knew you. So it was like 10th grade. No. <laughs> Um, it's like, I didn't have a back. bully before I met you. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, this is back in like, God, I don't even know. Like, it must have been in fifth grade, maybe? Sixth, okay. maybe? I don't know. But anyway, there was this kid. He was an older brother of a kid that I was in a class with. And they and they lived, like, in, their, in my neighborhood. Okay. And the older brother just used to always just pick on me and stuff. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember anything that he said. Like, and it, he never got physical, but he always act like he was going to kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> and it kind of bothered me. Like, if I had to walk somewhere, I don't remember where I was walking to, but I remember my mom saying, "Oh, can you walk down to blah blah blah?" And then I was like, "Okay," and I go out there, and then that dude and his big brother would be down there, like on their bikes or whatever. And I was like, "I don't want to go down that way," <laughs> you know. He didn't call you redheaded freckled it. Uh, um, no, Jimmy, but that's no? a good example. Um, but who, who was it that called you that? Or was it you that called somebody else that? No, I would never call somebody that. <laughs> well, then somebody must um, have called you that. Somebody called me that as a joke. Like, oh, they weren't like oh, a bully. Oh. It was a girl. And, and she wasn't being mean She because she was a friend of mine. She was just joking or whatever. And I don't, actually, that's I don't not think really she was talking about me. I think she was talking about this other redheaded kid. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's and not really a like, funny hey. joke. Yeah. No, it's it like, was hey. jokes, Jimmy. They used to joke me all the time. They, they <laughs> so, would hey, play. want to hear something funny? Sure, what? You're a redheaded freckle dick. 
Yeah. yeah. And hey, and they used to play games all the time. It was like, hey, let's <laughs> let's see if you can pick up all your books. And I was like, okay. And then the, you know, they, I they did were have so much fun. I did have somebody when I was in first grade that liked to pick me up by my ears. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. He just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So. <laughs> Uh, there was one time in middle school, this is when I did know you. Actually, yeah. I think it was eighth grade. You had moved on to high school. Um, and there was this guy, This it was this black kid, and for some reason he just, I don't know, just didn't like me. I don't know why. Hmm. And we were in this uh, class, <laughs> and then... <laughs> is this the la, 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 la? What? Never mind. Obviously, it's not. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Um, and uh, so we were like, the class ends, and like he's like walking next to me, like really close, and he's like, and he's just like talking really quiet. You fucking and I was like, <laughs> what? You know, he's like, I'm like, I can't hear anything you were saying right now, and he would just like kind of we're walking like together down the halls i mean it was so close i mean you might as well have been holding my books you know and then he would like kind of push me a little bit and i was like and then he'd be still talking really quiet i'm like i can't hear anything you're saying dude and by this time crowds are starting to gather and walk with us and like what's gonna yeah. happen and nothing ever happened that's as far as it ever went and i went on my way to the next class and that was it Hmm, and then weird. cut to like I don't know the next week, we were having class for some reason in the library. I don't know why, but we're our whole class <laughs> in the library, and uh, me and a buddy were just sitting around just talking about movies or something like that. And he comes over, sits down right with us. I'm like, fuck, you know. And then we're just talking about movies, and he's like, oh my god, yeah, the movie's awesome. And then so I decided, well, he's not doing anything mean. He's just sitting there listening to our conversation. So I was like. Hey, have you ever seen that movie? And he was like, "No." I was like, "Holy!" Well, I didn't say "holy shit," but you know, I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh man, it's such a good movie. You should watch it." He's like, "Really?" And then we just started talking about movies, and then that was it. Hmm, weird. <laughs> so, yeah. He just want to be your friend. I guess so. Aww, just, that's maybe adorable. that's what he was saying. I want. I just want you to be my friend. Can you just probably? Be my friend? That's like totes adorbs. When I did uh, <laughs> summer fine arts theater, I had this one girl that. Uh, would always come up and, and tell me that she thought I was cute and that um, that me and her should be boyfriend and girlfriend. But this yeah. girl was like two years older than me. like, And she would hmm. like flirt with me really hardcore in front of other girls and stuff. And at one point I was standing against the wall and she's like, no, Jimmy likes me flirting with him. And she puts comes up and puts her hand over my mouth and it acts like we're making out. But her hand is like separating us, you know? Right. And she's like, see, he doesn't mind. And I was just, I, I've never been that embarrassed in my life. Like, I was just, I was so afraid of this girl. Like, I was, so it was like bullying, but in an opposite way. It, I don't know. It was. <laughs> no, I, I get that. That's kind of a bitch move on her part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think she saw that I was really shy and she just was just having fun teasing me. So. I guess. Like, um, I got kind of an anti-bullying story as well. Actually, two of them. So it's my, I'm in ninth grade, first year in high school, right? And I was in one of my classes, and there was a girl that was, I think, a class ahead of me. But she mm -hmm. was always like, she was fine, Jimmy. She was fine. fine. She wasn't hot. She was fine. Yeah. And uh, 
for some reason, she just took a liking to me. I don't think it was like wanted to date me or anything, but I don't know. But like she would always like, it was just me and like all my classmates that I've been going to school with for the past couple of years in middle school. And then she was in this class for some reason too. I guess maybe she had to make it up. She was like a year or two ahead of us. And then she was like definitely the hottest chick in the class, right? <laughs> and uh, But for some reason, she was always like wanting to sit next to me like every single okay. day. And, like, I would walk in, she'd be like, tax, safety seat next to me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking like a big badass. Like, hell yeah. And do you remember me telling you a story when we were talking about our first jobs? And I'm, like, picking up trash and somebody yeah, pulls yeah, yeah. over. Do you need mm-hmm. a ride? That was her. Like, oh, nice. Okay. In the car. What was this with girl's her name? her boyfriend. Well, what was her first name? Noelle. I don't remember her last okay. name, though. Okay. And she was dating, like, one of the football players, too. I think. Okay. I think it was Chris Anderson. Do you remember Chris Anderson? I remember the name, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and uh, so I thought that was kind of weird. And also cut to gym class. Another girl also, she was like not really flirty, but just like hung around a lot. And she was like a year older too. And she was cute. And uh, there was one, I was about to say one episode. In one episode, one time, no. One day <laughs> in class, she's like, Something about like an ex boyfriend was in the gym with us, but okay. she was like, "Hey, um, I just want to act like you're my boyfriend." I was oh, like, that's the oldest trick in the book. Oldest I was like, trick in the book. She was like, "I just want to act like you're my boyfriend. Do you mind?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, I don't know what that means, but okay." And so we sat on the bleachers, and she spent the whole time with like her like arm like through my arm and just her head leaning on my shoulder like the whole class and i'm just like this is nice it's not too shabby and she had her like hand on my leg and i was like all right all right <laughs> and then after class i'm like so what's up and she's like fuck you red freckle dick no she said that's funny um, but anyway it's kind of funny how i've known you what 32 years yet we still have stories mm-hmm. to tell yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> okay so on that note, uh, we're yeah. going to take a break, yeah. right? And then we'll come back and we're going to dive into A Fistful of Reasons. All right. We will be back. Hello, this is Michael from Pennyhaven. What is Pennyhaven, you ask? Well, Pennyhaven is my YouTube channel. On this channel, I share with the viewer some awesome coins from my collection and the new ones I pick up every week. I also have a bunch of informative videos that show you what to look for in your own pocket so you can realize the worth above face value in circulated money. I'll teach you how you can get silver coins for free or at face value. I'll even tell you how you can get a free piece of gold in the mail. Absolutely free and beautiful. So, come on over, subscribe, watch my playlist of informational videos, or anything that catches your eye. Send me an email to find out how to get some free gold and start getting the most out of your money. So please, go to YouTube.com and search for Penny Haven. That's P-E-N-N-Y-H-A-V-E-N on YouTube. Okay, and we are back. We're back. We are back. 
Okay, we have the Brady Bunch, Season 2, Episode 8, entitled The Fistful of Reasons. Let's mm-hmm. get into this. Okay. Facts about the episode. It first aired on November 13th, 1970. Mm-hmm. Written by Tam Spiva or Spiva. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, directed by our man Oscar Rudolph. Ooh, that's our boy. Yeah, right. According to IMDb, the mm-hmm. title is a reference to A Fistful of Dollars because of mm. the violence in the episode. Also, this and a cartoon are the only two things that Tam Spive ever did. Hmm. Like this episode and a cartoon is all this person did. Well, I remember the last name Spiva or Spiva before, but it might have been somebody else. Yeah, it had or, been because. I mean, maybe, hmm. but this this episode is all I saw on their hmm. IMDb. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I figured it was a play on a fistful of dollars. I figured. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because there was a couple of episodes ago that was another movie title. So I wonder if that's a, a trend. Anyways, <clears throat> we fade in. Scene one. We see Cindy walking in the backyard, presumably from school. I say that because she has books in her hand. She pauses at the patio table. What's that? Good observation. <laughs> yeah. She pauses at the patio table to wipe her eyes. It's then that we realize that she's been crying. She wipes mm-hmm. the tears away, picks up her books, and continues. She slides open the screen door leading into the family room and enters the house. We then see Alice in the kitchen making what looks like um, sweet potatoes. I said I wrote baked potatoes, but it wasn't baked potatoes. It, was like, it looked like sweet potatoes. Hmm. As she walks through the dining, as Cindy walks through the dining room, Alice asks her about Bobby. Mm-hmm. But Cindy just shakes her head and keeps walking to her room. So Alice says, "Hey, is Bobby with you? What's up with Bobby?" And she just kind of no, she's not. And she just kind of shakes her head and keeps walking. Mm-hmm. As she leaves, Carol walks into the kitchen, opens the oven. Adjust the temperatures because apparently she knows more than Alice, and then walks into uh, walks over to Alice, who begins talking to her. Alice begins telling Carol that she just got snubbed by Cindy, but continues saying that Cindy probably just had something else on her mind. Alice is such a fucking tattletale bitch. She is right. She's like one. But she's she was like the seventh like, child. Yeah, but she's acting like she wasn't though. She was just like, oh, I just got snubbed by Cindy. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm just happy. Whatever. I'm cooking. I'm busy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But she totally. Oh. Bitch. I thought it was funny that, like, huh? I got snubbed by Cindy. Well, that's weird. Yeah, she's probably miserable or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just go back to their fucking salad or sweet potatoes or whatever it was. <laughs> I like how neither one of them gave a shit about what was wrong with Cindy. <laughs> Scene two. Mm-hmm. Cindy enters the girl's bedroom. She puts her books on Marsha's bed. She then falls onto her bed, hugs her red dog, and begins to cry. That was probably mm. a world record shortest scene ever. <laughs> yes. I would say so. Scene three. We now see the living room. Carol walks in and yells up the stairs to the kids, telling them that dinner is ready. Bobby, Peter, and Marsha run down the stairs as Mike enters from his office. As Marsha walks by Carol, she asks Marsha where Jan and Cindy are. Marsha says Jan is getting washed and Cindy won't come down. When Mike inquires why, Marsha continues explaining that she won't say. In fact, she won't talk at all. Hmm. Mike and Carol exchange a look 
as they begin walking up the stairs. Yeah, so she asks, like, well, where's Jan and Cindy? And Marsha goes, Jan is getting washed, which I thought was a really <laughs> weird way to word it. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting washed. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Well, also, like, why didn't Greg come running down the stairs? Isn't, that, isn't he, like, always hungry? Isn't that, like, an inside joke with him? <laughs> He's a growing boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what that sound means, Jimmy. <laughs> yes, it does. No. That's funny. It's 1230. That's what it means. <laughs> scene, yeah, scene four. We see Cindy still on her bed, and when there's a knock on the door, she picks up a book and pretends to read it. Mike checks her forehead as Carol inquires, inquires if, she's, if she hurt herself. Cindy, Cindy just shakes her head no. Mike asks if she's mad at one of her sisters or brothers, but she says no to both of those as well. Carol and Mike explain to her that whatever the issue is, she can talk to them. Cindy then starts to explain that the kids at school have been teasing her, saying she, she talks funny and she talks like a baby, especially Buddy Hinton. And apparently, he always teases her because of her lisp. Mike hmm. starts explaining to her that a lot of children have a lisp, and that she has something called a lazy S. Then Carol tells her that she used to lisp and picks the perfect time to tell a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, Damn, Carol just made fun of Cindy right to her face. Why, why would she choose? And then Cindy just politely is like, It's funny, Mom. Um, Mike being the caring father that he is picks this time to change the subject (laughs) and he starts telling her um, that she should start reading the tongue twister books that Bobby has and that she can start practicing with them Hmm. so where Carol's making fun of everything Mike is trying to come to the rescue which is kind of cool for sure that's kind of what a caring dad's supposed to do huh? so Cindy like in the beginning and even like when she was snubbing Alice and all that She's like acting like the equivalent to those girls on Facebook that post, I'm having the worst day ever, but I don't want to talk about it. The you vague know, posting? Like, yeah, the vague post. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I hate my life and things are, I just, I don't understand how all this could happen, but nobody asked me about it because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All the women that do that, all the women listening that do that, don't do that. Stop. Like we all know. We all know you're fishing for attention. You want a thousand <laughs> people to go. Oh, is it okay? Contact me if you need anything. And then you get a bunch of direct messages and shit. Oh, honey. So, yeah. 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 Scene hmm. five. We now move down to the anti Alice room, where we see <laughs> where we see hey, Carol. Hey, the family room. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think by now our listeners should. Have. I hope so. <laughs> uh, where we see Carol and Mike sitting at the table with Cindy. They are reading one of Bobby's books. Silly Sammy Skunk sat on a stump. Cindy gets halfway through and then gives up. Carol then picks an even harder one, because she cares. (laughs) Seven silver swans swam silently seaward. Cindy tries this one too, but she quickly gives up. She just doesn't sound any different. You you fucking nailed those, dude. What's that? You nailed them. You nailed those. Well, that's because I don't lift. Um, <laughs> Mike then explains that she's not going to hear a difference right away as Carol suggests her getting ready for bed. Cindy kisses both Carol and Mike and exits. Mike asks Carol if she really if she really lisped as a child. She says she did and that she had it worse because she was from Swanscott, Massachusetts. 
<laughs> I don't think it's so, a real place. That doesn't sound like a real place. Little fun fact, that's uh, Carol's from Massachusetts. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's the first time we um, hear that, yeah. So, like, you mentioned that Sydney kisses Mike and Carol. Yes. She kisses Mike right on the mouth, but then only <laughs> gives Carol, like, a cheek kiss, which I thought, I don't know, that's kind of weird. Is it weird? Hmm. Did I make it I weird? I, I always thought growing up that kissing either parent right on the mouth is weird. Yeah. I remember doing it to my mom when I was a little, little kid, like, you know, like four years old right. or whatever. But I would never, well, it's not like she's an adult. I mean, she's only like, what, seven or something here? Like, um, like even with my kids now, I'll kiss them like on the head, on the forehead, you know, on the, the cheek or the temple or something. But I'm, I don't kiss them on the mouth. That's, I don't know. That's yeah. just weird. Okay, scene six. We are now in the kitchen. We see Alice standing at the at the county? What? <laughs> at the counter. County. Okay. We now see Alice standing at the counter with Cindy sitting at the kitchen table. Alice begins, she sold seashells by the seashore. Cindy tries to repeat it and can't get all the way through. Alice tries to show her what's up by repeating it again and messes Man. up. What's that? Man, that's... I thought she you were clearing your throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just kept talking. I thought, no, it's oh, good. Cut that That's out. good that you're doing that because you know I'll cut it out, you know, or something yeah, yeah. like that. That's funny. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Alice tries to show her what's up by, by repeating it again and messes it up herself like three times. <laughs> Jeez. Cindy, Cindy stifles her laughter, and Alice gives up by telling her she's really busy. And that she has to get ready for supper. Oh, man. And I don't understand, like, like why can't she go over those with Cindy while she's cooking? Like, it's not that it's not that much to remember. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it wouldn't be that hard to look over and say, okay, the next one is this. And then all you got to do is repeat it and let Cindy repeat it after you. It's not yeah. hard. It's not like you're reading a book to her. You know what I mean? Well, <sighs> I mean, she's a maid. That's true, yeah. <laughs> that's so bad like there's probably people listening that like are professional maids or whatever they're called now i don't know but <laughs> well even them they're probably just like uh don't compare us to her <laughs> we do way more than she does like she's a shitty maid at that there's probably people saying that maybe okay scene seven the boys are now in the family room with cindy we see bobby first making an s sound cindy tries but lisps Greg and Bobby join in, but Cindy just keeps lisping. Greg stops everyone, points to Cindy, and says, Now say the word. Cindy enthusiastically yells, Thailboat. Everyone Thailboat. looks let down. <sighs> yeah, I did think it was cool that everybody's trying to help. Yeah. I don't know, I thought that was cool. Scene eight. I think even that scene, too, where everybody's like, Oh... If you turn it up, you can hear Peter go, "Fucking mushmouth!" I swear he said that. <laughs> you're gonna give me a. You're gonna get me beat up. <laughs> Scene eight. Cindy is now back in her room practicing. She sold seashells by the seashore. Over you and over again. You fucking nail that, dude. Every time. Like, why wouldn't you? You say it. <laughs> I'm just. I'm no, just I'm confused. Like, no. <laughs> She sold seashells by the seashore. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm giving you confidence, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Marsha, <laughs> Marsha finally asks 
surprisingly politely at first. Yeah. If she would mind practicing somewhere else, because arithmetic is kind of hard. Yeah. Cindy reminds her that so is S's. And she mm. doesn't like snapping her fingers and waving her neck. <laughs> Marsha just rolls her eyes. Imagine that. Shocking. Did you notice that, like, I had just given a compliment saying, you know, I think it's cool that everybody's helping. Marsha's, like, l- literally the one person in the house not helping. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Cindy, go fucking do that somewhere else. It's like, I understand that you're getting teased and your life is miserable, but, you know, I got math to do it, and it's kind of hard. It's not hard. arithmetic. It's kind of hard. Yeah, and it's arithmetic. Mm. She uses, like, a big, you know, fancy yeah. high school word. She's arithmetic. Blonde, so. Well, she's in middle school. She's not in high school. That's true. <clears throat> okay. Scene nine. Hmm. We now see Cindy at school. And this is on location, I believe. I don't think this is a... Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to know where this was filmed at, because maybe that tree is still there. Hmm. We now see Cindy at school, once again practicing her tongue twisters. Seven silver swans swim silently seaward. Fuck as yeah, she's dude. You fucking... <laughs> <laughs> As she's practicing, she walks right past her arch nemesis buddy. He busts out with a sick rap, baby talk, baby talk. Wonder how you can talk or walk or whatever. See, I fucked that one up. You can't baby do talk, that one. baby talk. Wonder you can walk. She doesn't even flow. But anyways, he he's you know he's got skills. Cindy tells him to stop, but he just keeps making fun of her. Just in time for Peter. To walk by and over here. Peter mm-hmm. gets mad and starts running over towards them. He quickly yells, cut that out, buddy. Buddy just says, baby, 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 what did you say? The fuck? Like, it, uh, <laughs> Is he hitting on her? <laughs> I, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I thought he was going to bust out like a Britney Spears song for a second. Peter <laughs> then tells him to stop teasing his sister. Buddy then tells him, if Peter wants him to quit, he's going to have to make him. Mm. Oh, shit. Then walks up and shoves Peter. Ooh. Yeah. Peter gets pissed and just stares, but ultimately controls himself, just telling him, just stop teasing her. That's all. Then tries to comfort Cindy as they try and walk away. Mm-hmm. But now, instead of just calling Cindy baby talk, he starts calling her baby talk and Peter scaredy cat chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. I, you know, I spent time on the streets, and when well, I was on clearly. the streets, like that would get you killed. So I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question. So this kid, buddy, like right. well, I don't understand why he would want to make fun of a little girl. Like it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like you're a little girl and you're acting like a little girl. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, what is he yeah. getting out of that? Maybe he's like a early pedophile. Mm. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I think there's definitely something deeper with Buddy, which we're going to discuss later. Yes, I believe you are correct. You saw my notes. I or did. You probably see thought it notes. yourself too. So seeing that I'm kind of reading them. <laughs> <laughs> Scene ten. We now see Peter sitting on the desk in the boys' room. The camera pulls out to see Cindy standing beside him, telling him that some chickens are nice. (laughs) But Peter sees right through it, saying, come on, Cindy, and just walks to his bunk bed. Just then Greg and Bobby walk in. 
They spot Cindy and ask her to leave, citing that they have to talk to Peter because it means business. I'm sorry, because it's man's business. Hmm. Cindy leaves and slowly shuts the door. <laughs> I, I can't remember what she did, but Cindy's walk out of the room was hilarious, but I don't remember yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. I think it was just because she was the center of attention, and it was almost like there was a moment where she realized that she was the center of attention, and she just kind of gave this look like this, like she didn't grin and just slowly walked out. I don't know. It was just funny. <laughs> was I don't know funny. if she meant to, but it was great. Yeah. Um, they begin telling Peter that they heard Buddy was mouthing off at school, calling Peter a chicken. Greg and Bobby, Bobby obviously think it's funny. When Peter doesn't immediately answer, Greg asks, well, what happened? Peter simply asks, what did Bobby say? Um, so what did B- Buddy say? What did Buddy say happened? Greg tells him that he was telling Peter, telling people that Peter chickened out of a fight. Peter explained that he didn't chicken out of a fight. He just didn't feel like fighting. That's all. Greg hmm. looked concerned when they realized that their brother is a chicken shit. <laughs> like there's a moment where Greg looks at Bobby and they're like, okay, he, okay Buddy's right. He's a chicken shit. Yeah, I think Bobby even goes, looks at Greg and goes, pussy. And yeah. He's like, yep. He's like, let me go get some of Jan's underwear for you, because obviously you're a little bitch. <laughs> Scene. And then Greg said, well, I already have Marsha's over there in that drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 11. 11. 11. Mike just got... <laughs> Alright, sorry, I messed up the, the, the notes mm-hmm. Mike just got home from work And we see him walking into the kitchen With a briefcase to find Carol doing dishes Hmm I saw that, Must she was be putting nice. him away I think Must be nice for Alice yeah. Carol asks If he can go up and talk to Peter She explains that Peter told Buddy to stop But he just called Peter a chicken Mike cuts her off And decides to go up and talk to Peter why the mm-hmm. hell did Peter tell his mom and not his brothers? Well, what do you mean? Like he literally told Carol everything. Yeah. So why wouldn't he tell his brothers? Well, I'm I mean, trying Greg to think about the... Greg, Greg could have kicked this kid's ass for him. I'm trying to figure out the timeline here. So maybe Peter got home from school and he's probably all pulling his like, you know, droopy face, you know, like right. how Cindy was. And then Carol's probably like, what's wrong, Peter? He's like, hmm. I had a really bad day, but I don't want to talk about it. And he posted oh, yeah, it on he's Facebook. On and then uh, she's like, no, honey, you can tell me anything. And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> I tried to defend Cindy and blah, 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 and stupid buddy. And, you know, probably. Mm. And then he just went up to his room, hmm. you know, and then in yeah, walked Greg and Bobby. And, I mean, Carol just relishes in that, man. She loves, like, the gossip and shit. <laughs> anyway. Now, you do, we do see her doing dishes and putting dishes away, but what I didn't right. get is why didn't she justify why she was doing dishes yet? Hmm. You know, it's yeah, like, I'm surprised Mike wasn't like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, well, uh, Alice had a date with Sam, just so you know. You know oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember approving that, but okay. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Scene 12. We are now back in the boys' room with Greg and Bobby urging Peter that he has to fight Buddy. Peter explains hmm. that Buddy is big, especially compared to him. Mm. Greg loudly explains to Peter, if he doesn't fight Buddy, everyone will call him a coward. Mm. Just then, Mike walks in overhearing this. Peter asks Mike if that would make him a coward. Mike answers no, 
as if it's a ridiculous thought. He's like, no. Hmm. Then puts his foot down telling Greg this is Peter's problem and that the fighting isn't the answer to anything. He also explains if it was, the biggest and strongest would always be right. And that just wouldn't make any sense. Mike then asks Peter if he tried reasoning with Buddy and says it's only sens- it's the only sensible way to settle differences. He then tells the boys to clean up before dinner as he exits the room. After hmm. he leaves, Peter explains that Dad is right and decides that he's going to try to reason with Buddy next time because that's what all the cool kids do. <laughs> so... I thought that was a good point. I didn't write this down because I didn't realize okay. it until you just said it. Where I'm trying to find it. Mike uh, says, because um, he was saying, you know, is there, then puts his foot down and tells Greg that it's Peter's problem and fighting right. isn't answering anything. He also explains if it was, the biggest and strongest would always be right. I thought that's a really good point. That is a good point. Um. So Mike tells Greg to stop because it's Peter's problem. Well, technically, it's Cindy's problem. So yeah, this is true. I think Cindy needs to fight Buddy. So that's sorry, true, Cindy. Yeah. Put up your dukes. You we know? played Street Fighter enough that girls can can beat up boys. Mm-hmm. Equality. Come on now. I, I kind of feel like this is this was pretty solid parenting advice from Mike. Oh, I didn't even see your note there, but yeah, yeah. I didn't realize like his point until just now, and I watched the episode. Yeah, yeah. I missed it, I guess. Okay. Scene 13. We now see Peter and Cindy at school looking for Buddy. When they spot him, they walk towards him. When Buddy sees them, he explains, Well, well, if it isn't baby talking. I'm sorry? And where was he? Sitting by the cool kid tree. Duh. <laughs> Since where he always is. This kid just hang out at the street every day. He, yeah, like, apparently, yeah. He yeah, waits for sorry, Cindy to walk by. Um, when, Buddy hey, sees, <laughs> when Buddy sees them, he explains, exclaims, Well, well, if it isn't baby talking chicken, have you learned to cackle yet? <laughs> oh, shit. I that line was so funny. Chickens don't cackle. I know, but just the way you said it. Hey, since you're a chicken, all have you? Hey, have you? Have you learned how to cackle yet? Like, <laughs> let me hear it. <laughs> just... Can you lay eggs? Like that would have been funnier. Peter, like, you ever yeah. been chased by a rooster? Like roosters are scary as shit. Like they'll like claw you with the little claws and stuff. Anyways, <laughs> um, Peter and Cindy tell him to stop, but if he just continues egging them, but he just continues egging them on. Oh, egging Peter, them on, I see what you're doing. I get it, that chicken. When Peter mm-hmm. tells him to stop, he starts walking towards Peter, telling him to make him. Oh, shit. Mm. But Peter tells him that fighting is dumb and that they should just try reasoning. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think everybody would agree with me that, you know, all the Bruce Lee movies would be better if he would have taken Peter's advice. You know what I mean? Like, they just, yeah. it's more exciting, so... Yeah, I mean, I've seen that, like, I think I saw that in the UFC fight once. Where they were I like, think so, yeah. Can we just reason this? And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, yeah. Hmm. 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 Okay, scene eight, I'm sorry, scene 15. Hmm. Next, we see Peter with a black eye, expl- <laughs> explaining to Mike, Carol, and Alice that Buddy didn't feel like reasoning. 
Mm. Carol seems slightly bothered by the fact that her son was just assaulted. <laughs> She's like, what? Huh. Hmm. Hmm, that sucks. Hmm. Oh, well, Boys oh, well let me go boys. make a salad. <laughs> asking, <laughs> asking what kind of boy is he? What kind of boy would do that? Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> Peter says he's a good hitter. Alice goes to the fridge and comes back with a plate of raw steak that they were going to feed Tiger, the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mike then gets frustrated and walks towards the living room. Now, just to clarify, he gets frustrated about Peter's black eye, not about the fact that they're feeding expensive, right. you know, raw meat to a fucking dog you never see. This note as well, like Tiger's dinner. Like, how much does Mike make, yeah. and he can afford like steak for the dog? And that was like a porterhouse or a ribeye. That wasn't like right, a yeah. little tiny steak. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered. Oh wait, Sam. Yes. So Alice is like getting hooked up. You know, it's probably like day old. They probably can't sell it. Maybe she's probably getting railed from behind by Sam, and he's like, "Ooh, let me give it to you." And she's like, "You know what yeah. else you can give me? A steak for yeah. Tiger." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> she puts like raw steak on his face, which the right. whole point of having it, it's the point is to have a cold compress for swelling, right? Okay. And I get like the frozen food thing, but it's raw steak, not in a package, not wrapped in plastic. It's just straight up raw steak on his face. Like, <clears throat> a lot of people use like a frozen bag of peas or something like that because it's, you can conform it better because it's little balls in a sack and. There's ball sack again. I was your nickname in high school, little balls in a sack. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like me. Yeah. Well, if you watch any of the old TV shows, this is not uncommon for them to take raw steak and put it on their face. Right, right. So it's just weird. I mean, look at you know um, Lady Gaga. She does that shit just at award shows. <laughs> um, scene sixteen. Mike enters the living room. Like a man on a mission. Or I guess as you would say, he enters the living room. No, oh. Okay, not going to do it. All right. So anyways. I, okay. In a huff? <laughs> yes. Yeah. People Carol, only leave rooms in a huff. They don't enter rooms in a huff. Yeah, but he left the kitchen. Oh, he left in a yes. huff. Yeah. Carol runs after him and stops him asking if he's going to go kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Mike says, of course not. He's just going over there to reason with him. Calm, cool reasoning. Hmm. Um, See, go ahead. Hold on. Um, you didn't really say what he's doing. So Mike enters the living room like a man on a mission. Carol runs after him, stops asking him if he's going to go kick his ass. So he's talking about going to talk to Buddy's dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike is now seen entering someone's backyard. <laughs> Some backyard we've never note. seen before. Mike walks up to him like from the bushes in the backyard. Like that's yeah, how you yeah. get shot in 2020. It's like yeah. I don't know. It's, it was a weird choice, but go ahead. Mike walks up to Buddy's dad and introduces introduces himself. Mister Hinton immediately asks how Peter's eye was. Mike explains he has quite a shiner. Mister Hinton busts out with, "Shame he doesn't know how to fight." Hmm. Mm. Okay, Mike then tries to explain to Mr. Hinton how his son had punched Peter and was teasing Cindy. Mr. Hinton doesn't seem to be, doesn't see the problem and tells him kids will be kids. Mike Mm. then gets frustrated asking him, 
You don't care that your son picks on a little girl? Mr. Hinton just says he doesn't tell his son who to pick on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Mike comes back with, well, maybe you should tell him not to pick on anybody. Oh, damn. Mm. Mr. Hinton, seeing Mike is getting irritated, asks, you trying to preach to me? Mike, but Mike assures him that he's just trying to talk in an adult manner. Mr. Hinton simply says, simply says, don't tell me what to do and tells him to buzz off and to get off his property. Or... Would you like me to help you get off? Mm. <laughs> yep. I wrote it like that on purpose. You want me to help you get <laughs> off? Like, really? Yeah. Kinda. Did you see my notes? No. I didn't read them. Because no. I was like, damn, Mike's all, you think you can do that? I'm not a little girl, you know, he says. And he's like, make me, bitch. I'll beat you off faster than you can say chicken cackle. <laughs> See, I purposely don't read your notes because I know you're going to interject with them. So I, I want no, it to be a surprise. Yeah. So. Mike pauses for a moment and asks, you think you could do that? I'm not a little girl, you know. Mm. Mr. Hinton stands and slowly walks towards Mr. Brady and says, you, I can handle. Mm. Mike leans into his face and says, you, I'd like to see try. Damn. Mike then hears himself in his head saying, I'm just going to go reason with him. Cool, calm reasoning. Says shut up to the voice. Gives Mr. Hinton a dirty look and exits. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. How he like looks at him he's like, shut up. Yeah. I like yeah. that look he gave me. He looked him up and down like, bitch, you're lucky. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Like, I mean, it looked like they were hitting on each other. <laughs> it's like it did. Oh, yeah. I can I can beat you off faster than you can say chicken cackle. I go, yeah, well I can beat you off. You want me to help you get off? What? I'd like to see you try. Well, I'd like to see you try. You? I'd like to see try. Okay. <laughs> so, this is where we take our next break. Oh boy. Yes, it's getting heated. So Cindy hmm. is getting teased. Peter got a black eye, and Mike is about to throw it down. Hmm. Will there be an all-out brawl, like West Side Story style? Ooh, it'd be like Brady's versus the yeah, Hens. Right? We will find out. We'll be back. Brady Podcast. Join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time. He was so creepy though. Like I was like, I he's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was gonna have a cup to the door listening in that night. <laughs> in their room. A look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy. <laughs> so her kids almost wrecked their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. Like, what did we like, tell what? her about sleeping? <laughs> like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously before they did that, they also said, family, 
Go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathroom. <laughs> a Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, that blue dress doesn't do justice? Uh, no, it does. For, for me, that blue dress does everything. Far out. Poor You're man, a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show. So continuing on the thought of bullies, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You ever, <laughs> you ever had God, anybody what? threaten to kick your ass? <laughs> Do what? You ever had anybody threaten to kick your ass? Like somebody say, I'm going to kick your ass. Kind of, yeah. Have, you ever, like have you ever had somebody act like they're going to kick your ass in a threatening manner? I want to say no, but I feel like you have a story already queued up. <laughs> Me, me, and you were standing on top of the hill at Kennedy oh. Middle School, All right? Oh, that story! This pickup truck drives by, <laughs> yell, yell something. Still to this day, I don't know what he yelled. Yeah. So I, being the badass I am, I'm like, "Hey, f you!" and I flip him off. Right? Yeah. This, <laughs> this guy's brakes come on. Mm-hmm. And he starts turning into Kennedy Middle School. Yep. So I'm like, oh man, he. T-, and I turn to look at you, and you're halfway to the veterinary clinic, like on the other side of Kennedy. Like you're gone. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, seriously? Like, dude, we you, were like in how old were we? Like 13, 14, but maybe? Like, you didn't have my back at all. Like, I was. <laughs> well, I thought I'm you just were standing running with me. I'm standing on top with- of this hill, and I'm like, man, tactics. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? See, I thought you were... I was like, dude, let's go. And then I started running, and I th- I thought you were with me. Until I looked back, and you're like still standing there. I'm like, what is he doing? When has this he ever truck- known me to have reflexes? Like, at all. <laughs> this truck had like... They were like 20-something dudes. Not 20-something yeah. dudes. Their, their age. They were like in their... Tw- it was like two or three like 20-something-year-old dudes, you know. And here we are like 13, 14 years old. And remember... I was very yeah. small for my age, so I looked like I was like <laughs> ten or nine. And I'm like, uh, nope. And then you know, I really thought you were running with me. And I look back, and you're st- across the street, still standing yeah. there. I'm like, what? So, anyway, like you, continue. you were gone. You didn't hear what happened. But I, I watched it all happen. But you know, I basically told these guys, like, don't make me kick your, don't, don't get your ass kicked by a thirteen year old. <laughs> don't like, lie you, to our listeners. You need to get in your redneck truck. And get the hell away from me before I kick your ass. That's what I told him. <laughs> Don't you ain't got to lie. Don't lie to my <laughs> listeners. What really happened? Well, they oh, come up time to me. Is up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They pull up in, in front of the truck and they're like, basically, they're saying like, "The hell did you just say? You got something to say to us?" <laughs> and I just looked at them. I go, "What are you talking about?" And they're like. <laughs> You yelled us and flipped you flipped us off. I'm like, no, I didn't. 
You're like, uh, yeah, you did. I'm like, I was what talking to that mean? dude across the street over there. Excuse me. I said, I live in that neighborhood over there. I was talking to the kid that was in his backyard over there. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, why would I flip you guys off? I don't even know you guys. I'm like, I've never seen you before in my life. And they're like, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if you thought I flipped you off, sorry. Like, I don't know why I would do that. And so they just kind of said something sarcastic and sped off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back into this. Well, it's a good thing that like you didn't run away with me. Otherwise, we wouldn't have anything to talk about in this coming back from this break. This is true. Plus, uh, you know, I don't want to look like a pussy. I mean, did you? No, wait, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, because oh. I'm sure. They went back and told a story about how a kid ran away from them. Or did they go back and I walked up on this kid standing there and he was like, I didn't flip you guys off. And we're like, he's a little fucking liar. Little he piece probably of went shit. up and said, That's the story they're telling. No, he probably went up and said, This kid, he kind of chickened out a little bit, but at least he stood his ground. I'm like that other little pussy that ran over by the vendor. <laughs> That's what they said. I doubt I'm even in their story at all. <laughs> asshole and elbow that's all I saw anyways <laughs> so getting back into this alright when we left off Cindy's getting teased Peter had failed in reasoning with with a bully and Mike has failed with reasoning with the bully's dad hmm. will this ever get resolved let's find out <sighs> scene 18 Mike enters the living room frustrated he sits down Carol and Mike begin with, no wonder Buddy is so bad. I'm sorry, Carol enters, and Mike begins with, no wonder Buddy is so bad. His father is twice as bad. As he ex- hmm. explains to Carol that her father, that the father couldn't care less what his son does. And from now on, Peter has his permission to defend himself. And goes on to explain that if Buddy starts pushing Peter around, that Peter does not have to sit and just take it, and that Peter can defend himself. Carol then tells Hmm. Mike that he's as bad as Mr. Hinton and begins to leave. When Mike inquires where she's going, she tells him to talk. She's going to talk to Mrs. Hinton, saying it's because of his male ego and that the females will sit and talk about it. Hmm. I think Mike should have kicked his ass. That's just me. I think he should have defended his kids. He could have. I think. Yeah. I think he should have like said something for Cast and been like, "Also, your lawnmower sucks. That's why you're having to fix it." So <laughs> I think that's what he should have said. See, <laughs> scene nineteen. We are now in the living room of the Hintons. He's Mrs. probably Hinton, like too. He's probably like, "Man, you don't have a maid that does that for you? That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Hinton is telling Carol that she could not agree more when Carol suggests to her. To talk to her husband about their son, she tells Carol that she couldn't do that because, quote-unquote, that's man's business. Mm. And that he is he has very strong opinions about raising boys. And that every time she tries to talk to him about Buddy, she's told to buzz off. Hmm. She then starts telling Carol that she'd better... She'd she's be better, better off, off listening. Yeah, she'd be better off listening to what Ralph has to say. I guess Ralph is Buddy's Mr. dad. Mr. Mm-hmm. Carol quickly says she doesn't care what he has to say. Carol then hears her voice in her head saying, 
We'll just sit down and talk. Then yells at it saying, shut up, as she gets up and exits. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. So, did you notice that Mrs. Hinton has a lisp? I didn't notice, no. You didn't? He, uh-uh. he has like that. She talks like that. She kind of <laughs> reminded me of... Um, uh, who was it? The wife from... Uh, was it the Honeymooners? or No, not the Honeymooners. Um, from... Uh, uh, um, what was the show with... Um, Mary Bewitched? Tyler Moore Show. No, the Mary Tyler oh. Moore Show. The next door neighbor on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. I don't know if it's the same lady, but it looked like her. Hmm. But anyway, she definitely had a lisp. If you go back and watch it, she, she had like a, she had a problem with her ashes a little bit too. And so, hmm. like, maybe there's a deeper problem here with Buddy. You know, it's like he's making fun of Cindy because she has a lisp with her S's, but yet his mother also maybe. has a lisp with her S's or... What do they call it? They said a uh, lazy S. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe kids have teased him about his mom, right? And he's it's making him feel better to tease other people. So Cindy has like her like an th sound with her s's, like th-th. whereas like his mother was more of like back on the sides of her teeth, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, you know, hey, you know, it was like mm. that, and I don't know. I just I thought that was. They didn't even address it, so it was like definitely like in the actress's the way she speaks. But yet, why would they choose her when she speaks like that? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know. But I think one thing is clear. Hmm. I think Mr. Hinton has a huge dick. <laughs> How so? Yeah, she's just like, no, no, let's not cause any waves. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. He's- Trust he's not only me, getting, you want to listen to what he says. Trust right. me. He not only has his wife in check, but he was, he's got his wife recruiting other wives to put them yep. in check, too. <laughs> so it's like, like, trust damn. me, you want to listen to him. Trust me. <laughs> trust Jesus. Me. Okay. <laughs> what are you Scene. doing later? <laughs> Scene 20. Hmm. Carol then comes into the living room, pissed. Mimic what Mike said when he came in saying she was the only one negotiating, then starts on a rant about Mrs. Hinton. Mike Hmm. grabs her, sits her down, and calms her down. She then states, I don't know how a woman could be that dependent on her husband. And then he's like, did you make dinner? And she's like, no. (laughs) But he's like hugging her at the time, and she says that. I don't know if they cut it short, but he starts lifting up her head, and he kind of looks at her like, bitch, what? (laughs) Like, we have a housekeeper. (laughs) You don't have a job. Like, you're a thousand percent dependent on me. (laughs) You are not dependent and you're not independent in any way, shape or form at all. Right. If I dump you today, you will be fucked. I will be fine. You would literally be homeless (laughs) because you have no job. (laughs) You'd be on the streets moving in with the Hintons and sucking that huge cock he's got. Exactly. (laughs) Scene 21. Next, we see Peter trying to impress the boys (laughs) by doing some sick kung fu UFC shit, yelling pow (laughs) right in the kisser. That's what I do to Buddy Hinton. Oh, sorry. I thought somebody was walking in. Too bad mom and dad are patching things up. 
<laughs> Bobby points out that last time he gave Peter a black eye. When Peter explains it was a lucky punch, Greg asks how many he threw. Peter says, one. So. <laughs> the, the boys continue to mock fight until Mike comes in. Mike starts explaining that they can't get... Sorry, I screwed up the notes again. No, I didn't. So they can't get far reasoning. Oh, far. I, th- I thought it said four. Sorry. <laughs> Do you so need Mike, me to make the type bigger? No. No, you're good. Grandpa? Okay. Mike starts explaining that they can't get far reasoning and that Peter has permission to defend himself. Greg and Bobby look excited as Peter looks nervous. Nah, he was talking shit. Yeah, he was like, I, I, I was going to kick his ass. Yeah, I'd give but, him the but, old but what for, right? Up. Yeah. yeah, I'd give him the old what for and the old <laughs> one, two, and man, was too well, too bad dad's hooking it up. So, uh. <laughs> Greg and Bobby look excited as Peter looks nervous. Peter looks upset and sits on the bed. When Greg and Bobby asks Peter what's wrong, Mike dismisses them to talk to Peter one-on-one. Mm-hmm. When asked what's wrong, Peter tells Mike he's really a coward because he's scared. Mike starts to explain that standing up for... Standing up for and defending what you think is right could scare anyone, adults included. Peter explains that Peter <laughs> I'm laughing at my own notes. Peter explains that Peter has never been in a real fight. That's just fine. Peter explains that he's never been in a real fight. Mike then agrees to teach Peter how to defend himself. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Peter finally asks, What if Buddy starts training too? Mm-hmm. You didn't have so. to say for that. Yeah. So this was the old <clears throat> father-son talk. It is, yeah. That, I don't know if you've ever had these talks, like with uh, Jake or anything, about... Because I've had this yeah. talk before with my son. You know, he, he I remember him at... Because we've talked about... He's been bullied at school a couple times here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had the talk. He's like, you know... What should I do? Would you be mad at me if I got into a fight or if I hit somebody? Or I'm like, well, it all depends, you know. Same kind of talk Mike would have, you know. Same, mm-hmm. same exact stuff. So, you know, I was like, I want you to defend yourself, but I don't want you starting anything, you know. And he, of right. course, he's not. My son's not that way. So, as you know, yeah. Um, but he definitely shouldn't just take things lying down either, you know. So, right, right. Well, yeah, because that's a shitty way that. to fight lying down. Like then you, you just kind of turtle up in the fetal position, and you can't really get any shots in there. Right. Yeah. Well, that's how I fight. What? No, <laughs> I just run J- away. Jake got got teased once. He got bullied a little bit. Not really bullying, but it was he got he got picked on pretty bad. Um, it was a Saturday morning. Yeah, we were at the bowling alley like everybody else is in this world. <laughs> right. And Jake was in the bumper league, right, where they have the inflatable yeah. bumpers, right. And Jake was tall for his age. And so they yeah. decided to, to put Jake into a league with older kids because Jake mm. was physically the same size as them. But these kids were like four years older than Jake, right? Mm. And um, so these kids were teasing Jake really bad. I was hearing them say, come on, Jake, you're making us lose. And, I, and Jake would just kind of laugh it off like, yeah, I'm making you lose. Eh? I'll try harder. I probably won't do good. And he was just totally like having fun and joking around. Hmm. And I remember thinking... I don't think my son realizes they're teasing him. Like they're being kind of rude and I think it's going right over his head. Hmm. So Jake has this grin on his face. As soon as he walk out the, at the door, that grin like completely vanished like hundred hmm. percent. 
Hmm. As soon as we walk out the door, I'm like, you all right, buddy? And he goes, yep. He said, but I'm, I don't want to come back. I said, I understand. And he said, yeah. He said, I, that's not fun anymore. I don't like that. So, and that was the last time he did it. He never did it again. Um, hmm. So I, I got to hand it to how he handled it. He just kind of laughed it off like I would have. And then as soon as it was over, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to avoid that scenario again. So I, I ended well, up getting a phone call from the bowling alley. And they were saying, hey, we got word from one of the parents that your son was teased pretty bad. I said, yeah, he was. It, it kind of hurt his feelings a little bit. And they said, well, you know, we talked to the parent because the parents heard what their kids were saying. Um, and they said, well, we talked to the parents and, you know, I said, I cut him off. I said, he doesn't want to come back. He said, he really didn't have any fun. We thought this was different. We thought it was a different kind of league and everything. And to have the parents sitting right there hearing the kids say that and let the kids say it. So it's, come on, you got anti-bullying rules. You know, this is ridiculous. So he just never went back. So I got to, I, I appreciate how he handled that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but going back into this, um, mm-hmm. two things. One is I love the pause that Mike takes when the boys leave. Like the boys leave, he goes and shuts the door and he turns and he turns his back to the door and he's, he just has this moment where he's staring at Peter for a second. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he just takes that pause. I'm always appreciative yeah. when they do that, you know? Um, like if you watch the documentary about the Cosby show, um, the girl that played uh, Claire Huxtable talks about it. She said, because when she auditioned, she came in and she was immediately like, you know, saying it was a scene where she's supposed to be pissed at, at, at Cliff Huxtable. So she comes walking and she immediately saying the lines with a lot of enthusiasm and everything. And, and Bill Cosby pulls her aside and says, I, the, she's a lawyer. Just let it simmer. You know what I mean? Just, just let it, let it sit and let it, let it do its thing. Let it percolate before you enter the scene. So she leaves the scene, comes back into it, and she walks in and she just closes the door and just stares at him for a good, like, four seconds, letting him realize that he's staring at her. And that and that's what, you know, if you ever watched the show, that Claire Huxtable had that look, the Claire Huxtable look, where she would just kind of stare at him for a second. It just kind of melted him, you know? So yeah. I just, it, that reminded me of that. I just thought that was cool. And also... <clears throat> I tell my kids kind of the same thing. One, it's a quote that I heard from somewhere, but I tell them that bravery isn't lack or fear; it's being afraid but doing it anyways. That's what I tell them every time they go on a roller coaster. So yeah, heck yeah. In that uh, Cosby Show documentary, I don't know what yeah. show you're talking about. I haven't seen it, but is that the same one where after that scene, um, Felicia Rashad, who plays you know Claire Huxtable. Is that the scene where she like wakes up in her trailer like six hours later, all sticky and confused? Um, no, I think that was your prom night. Your prom? I was just a little sticky. I, I was yeah. confused though. <laughs> um, I thought I had something else, but I guess not. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Scene twenty-two. We now see Bobby and Greg sparring in the backyard. Mike is telling Peter to move and jab. But Peter says every time he jabs, Greg moves. And every time he moves, Greg jabs. Hmm. Bobby points out that it may help if Peter kept his eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is if you ever watch, because I'm I'm into UFC and stuff like that, and uh, if you ever watch any of the um, behind-the-scenes stuff, and the, they put out these videos where you know leading up to the fight and everything, 
apparently one legit problem people have when they train is not breathing. Because if you think about it, when you hmm. strain, what's the first thing you do? You go, and you hold your breath. So apparently mm-hmm. it's it's a real thing to forget to breathe when you're fighting. So, um, hmm. We then see Peter trying to skip rope. When Marcia comes up asking if she can play too, Peter tells her, it's not playing. He's training. Mm-hmm. Marcia then grabs a jump rope and completely beats <clears throat> his ass. Right? Beats the pants off of Peter. Right? She's like double timing it. Like for his like and every she does two, it while she's rapping. doing... <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like flowing and like doing two for every one of his bounces. She's like, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, damn. Girl's got hops. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 23. We now see Alice in the kitchen, shadow boxing, showing Peter her moves. She floats like a butter stick and stinks like a spatula. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I had to throw that in there. <clears throat> that was a Buff- Jimmy line that was not that was. in the script, right? No. <laughs> Before she finally accidentally punches Mike in the stomach. Mike mm-hmm. just turns and walks away. I thought it would have been funny if you would have, she would have punched him in the balls, but I know they couldn't do that in the 70s, but that would have been funny. <laughs> right. um, I thought it was funny because she's trying to say her line. She's all out of breath. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <clears throat> yeah. Scene 24. We now see Peter and Greg sparring again. This time, Peter looks better than he did before. Now, he looks like mm. he's got his shit together a little bit more. Fucking looks sexy. I mean, yeah, his form was <laughs> Hell better. yeah, with the way them jeans fit. What? what? Um, scene 25. <laughs> now we see Cindy sitting <clears throat> on the stairs, repeating Seven Silver Swans swam silently seaward. When Peter comes walking down the you stairs, fucking, you, well, you fucking made that. <laughs> when you first bitch, said that, man. I thought you were serious. I'm just like, it's not that hard, man. It's really not. <laughs> you made that one your bitch, man. You fucking nailed it. Go ahead. Frustratingly, Cindy asks, "You're not going to the kitchen again, are you?" Peter tells her mm. that all this training is making him hungry. When he starts to walk away, she stops him, telling him, "You know, you don't have to fight, buddy, for me." When Peter asks why, she tells him that she's not afraid of the teasing anymore because she's been practicing and she speaks well. Peter just tells her, if he starts any trouble, he can handle it. He thinks. Mm-hmm. Scene 26. Once again, we see Cindy and Peter walking home from school. Coming hmm. up to that all familiar tree. Oh, boy. This time with a crowd of kids behind him mm. wanting to see a fight between Peter and Buddy. Mm-hmm. When Peter asks how they all knew, Cindy says, I guess I mentioned it. <laughs> <clears throat> they continue walking in time to hear Buddy calling them Baby Talk and Chicken. <laughs> Once again, asking if he can cackle. <laughs> Once again, Buddy continues to press buttons, teasing Cindy and calling Peter chicken until finally asking Peter what he's going to do about it. Mm-hmm. Peter repeatedly tries to talk about it, but Buddy wants no part of it. Peter tells him to shut up or fight. No, Buddy tells Peter to shut up or fight. Hmm. Peter finally reluctantly agrees to fight as he gives Cindy his books. Peter puts up his fist and says he's ready. Buddy lunges with 
a completely ridiculous looking right haymaker. Like it's just, <laughs> it, he's fighting like a girl. <laughs> like no offense to hmm. the ladies out there, but you you guys know what I'm talking about. Tack knows what I'm talking about because he watches high school fighting videos. Um, <laughs> I do. It's like what's it called? A guilty pleasure. Right. <laughs> what's a stupid? But you know what I'm talking about. They do the ridiculous <laughs> like over like uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> like it's it's not. I'm not racist or anything, but it's very specifically. Right, teenage white girl fights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're yeah. just entertaining. Oh yeah, I don't know why. But anyway, go ahead. Um, so he throws this ridiculous-looking right haymaker. Peter dodges it as Buddy hits a tree. He like runs to a tree and like hits it. When he turns mm. to look at Peter, Peter gives him a left hook to the mouth, knocking him down. Mm. Which surprised me that he threw a left hook because I didn't. That would kind yeah. of imply that he's left-handed. But anyways. Peter immediately starts apologizing for hurting him. Buddy mm-hmm. starts to cry, saying that Peter knocked his tooth loose, but he says it with a lisp. Mm. Then he goes, then he goes, I have tasted my own medicine and it is bitter. <laughs> so Cindy, being the gangster she is, begins to tease him, telling him that he talks funny. When all the hmm. kids chime in and do the same thing and laugh, Cindy begins teasing Buddy, telling him, Baby talk, baby talk, it's a wonder you can walk. Buddy runs away crying. Peter finally turns to the crowd telling them to stop and that it's not funny. Telling the crowd to leave. <laughs> I know, I messed up that movie. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> now funny. Said, yeah, now it's funny. Now it's funny. He left. Now you can laugh. <laughs> then no, Peter begins telling... Funny. Peter then begins telling Cindy that she didn't like Buddy teasing her, so she didn't, so she shouldn't tease him. And my, no. <laughs> I have two notes. First of all, I, the boys in the boys an idiot. Which boy? Buddy. Buddy? And the second yeah. one, he's a pussy too. So. <laughs> I got two things for you. One, you're an idiot, <laughs> and you're a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, them's fighting words, Jimmy. Um, but I was kind of proud of Peter there for telling everybody to shut the fuck up. He goes, shut the fuck up. Is I'll fucking... And he held up his <laughs> fist to all these little kids. Like, I'll fucking beat you, too. <laughs> no, I didn't. But it was good on Peter for telling them to stop bullying Buddy because, you know, that's the whole reason why we're here. He's probably one of those kids that would, like, run away if a truck pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Scene 27. Mm-hmm. We see Mike and Carol in the living room when the doorbell rings. Mike opens to see Buddy at the door, asking if he can come in. He nervously enters the living room. Carol finally asks if they know him. He explains that he's Buddy Hinton. Carol and Mike look shocked. Mike is cordial, asking what he needs. Buddy wants to talk to Cindy. Carol, obviously cautious, politely asks why. Buddy mm-hmm. asks if he can borrow the tongue-twisting book because he knocked out his teeth. Mm. Carol says that they're glad they're all friends and that Mike Mike asks if he learned anything from all this. Buddy says, yes, sir. Peter has a good left hook, which I was impressed that they put left hook because it was for sure a left hook. So. Mm-hmm. And that's the so, end. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so it seems to me like Buddy didn't learn a damn thing. 
He just had to get his yeah. ass beat. And he's like, what'd you learn? Well, I learned that Peter can kick my ass. Right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't learn anything. I'm still going to go tease somebody else, but not Cindy because Peter will fucking hit me again. Right. So now I'm going to find somebody else to pick on. See, like, <laughs> my mind always goes to a dark place with these kind of episodes. <laughs> what? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, like, if you think, like, they wouldn't have had this kind of thing in a storyline in a TV show. And this isn't, this isn't me saying um, that it's a conspiracy. It's not, that's not what I'm talking about. This is like what we know now versus what they knew in the 70s. Yeah. They probably wrote this storyline innocently thinking that it's a traditional problem that you see in families where the father's controlling of the son, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He he was probably abused at home. Yeah, probably. you know what I mean. Like he was probably either physically, emo- definitely emotionally, possibly sexually abused at home. Oh and it, this this well, I think so. And it, this this episode kind of for me kind of took on a dark tone to it with the whole buddy thing. I, I kind of felt buddy felt sorry for buddy at the time watching this. You know, because I looked at yeah. it as it's not Buddy's fault; it's his dad's fault. His obviously his dad's mm-hmm. abusing him, obviously, and then he's going to school and trying to take it out on the kids at school. He's basically trying to do at school what his dad's doing to him at home. So. Yeah, and he's probably beating his wife too because he saw how submissive she is. She's like, right, right. I can't talk to him about how to raise our son. Sorry, I tried. Right. He tells me to piss yeah. off. No. So yeah, so yeah, that that kind of took mm. a dark turn for me, but yeah. <clears throat> You're not wrong. <clears throat> right. Okay. Now, Jimmy. Yes, sir. We have another review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, shit. Okay. That I would love to read for you. Go ahead. Okay. So, <clears throat> this was from, the guy's name is Disappointed6547. And then the subject is needs to be cleaned up, and we only got one star. (laughs) Okay. Here's what he had to say. I was very excited to see a podcast on the Brady Bunch. I consider myself a Brady maniac. I think what most people love about the show is the wholesomeness. For the most part, well-behaved kids, loving parents, and a zany housekeeper. While I do enjoy your synopsis, for the most part, I can't help but get turned off by the foul language that you too seem to need to use. (laughs) My general guess is that your target audience does not need the, quote, locker room antics to enjoy the show. My advice is clean it up a little bit. There's plenty to poke fun of with this show on its own. Well, fuck me, right? So, (laughs) hmm. Huh. Your thoughts? I mean, I mean, my first thought is it sucks that he feels that way. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, we don't want to alienate anybody. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. That sucks. Sucks that he feels that way. It does suck that he feels that way, and it sounds like he would really enjoy the show more if he wasn't such a pussy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I do appreciate people writing reviews, and and, and I encourage it. Um, but. I mean, it sounded like he was positive for the most part. He just didn't like the language, but he only gave us one star. And, well, I mean, that's, that's you know, a fair... And this is the first time we were talking about this. We didn't talk about this before the show, or off air. 
Um, I mm-hmm. mean, it's a fair statement to say. I mean, it is kind of a foul language show. Um, but I mean, it begs the yeah. question, are we alienating a portion of our, our, our listeners by using foul language or foul subjects? Well, I mean, our subject isn't foul, it's just our language, but... Well, I mean, some I know, of the subjects we, should, we talk uh, about, like, we <laughs> we get into some stuff sometimes that's, you know... Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy the foul language. I think right? it makes it funny. I don't... It's just a different sense of humor, I guess, I have than him. Um, or her. It doesn't really say whether it's a man or a woman, but... Um, well, then it's um, a guy... I, wasn't it like disappointed guy or something like that? No, just disappointed and then oh, some okay. numbers afterwards. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should hear back from the listeners. Like, what do they think? Do you think we cuss too mm. much? Think we don't cuss enough? Think maybe I mean, I could, they like it just the way it is? I could see an argument for uh, kind of cleaning up the show a little bit. I'm not saying I want to, but I'm saying I could see an argument for that. If that's what the listeners want, if we can get more listeners by doing that, then yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, a little bit. Like, maybe we don't say words like pussy or, we don't, you know, like, fuck, yeah. you know. But we do, like, PG-13 or, like, yeah. you know, regular cussing that can be on television cussing. How's that? We can do that. <laughs> you know? I mean, instead of asking the question, you know, would people like it better if we didn't, let's ask the opposite question. Is there anybody out there that thinks that um, that we would somehow take away from the show if we did clean it up? Yeah. That's that question. So we'd like to, so here's your call yes. to action listeners. Yes, exactly, we want to yeah. hear back from you. We want to hear what you think. Is this guy right? Is he wrong? Or a girl? We don't know. Um, how are you enjoying the show? You know, give us a report card. We'd like to hear back from you. So the, the people that do listen. So you guys that are that are driving to work right now or sitting at your cubicle listening to this. Um, if we cleaned it up, do you think it would somehow take away from it? Like do you, do you, or is I mean, in your mind, are you like, no, don't clean it up? Like, what are you guys talking about? I mean, if that's in mm-hmm. your thoughts, we want to hear about it. Um, but if, if, you know, if it's one of those things where you're just like, I don't really think it matters, then, okay, yeah. then it don't matter. I mean, this is the first this first note we've gotten about the language. So. Right. But, I mean, also you have to remember that, um, you know, some of the people that would listen to this for nostalgic purposes are mm-hmm. up there in age. You know, I mean, you were born in the 70s. Yeah. These people were watching TV in the 70s. That's a big difference. So you're talking about people at least in their 60s. And those kind of people may not want foul language. So I, I get it. But those kind of people, they don't know shit about podcast. They can, probably can't even operate their phone. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just trying to be funny. That's <laughs> all right. All right. So disappointed6547. Send us an email at uh, verybradypodcast yeah, yeah, yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, we'll talk about it some more. Um I'm, I I am kind of like we gotten some hate mail before, bad reviews before, but fuck that last guy. <laughs> Sorry, but fuck him. But this guy <laughs> has he says positive things. Yeah, and you know it's not a horror. I wish he would have at least given us four stars or something. You know, right, but right. it's okay. But well, let, let's do this. <clears throat> let Let's take the high road, right? And yeah. let's say this. Uh, who? What was the person's name? Disappointed. Five six four seven or something. Okay, disappointed five six four seven. Um, contact six, the show. Five, four, seven. Six five four seven. Okay. Okay. Contact the show and we'll have you on as a guest. Oh. And show show us how you would like the show to go. I mean, you're saying there's plenty to plenty to plenty to poke fun at. So show us. 
So be a guest and come on the show and and let's talk about some of the things that you think is quirky about the show. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't mean it. I don't mean it in a, in a sarcastic way. I, I mean, I'm being legit. Like, <clears throat> show us what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, so as we do in every episode from yes. here on out, we'd say our disclaimer. We had a fun time today, but don't be offended. You know, we're not sexist. We're not racist. We just do this for the love of the show. We truly are fans, and we love the yes, show. Yes, yes. That's true. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be doing all this work if we didn't like the show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Of course. <laughs> okay, well, that's the end of the episode. What did you think of the episode of this? What did you think of this episode of the Brady Bunch? Um, I guess that's it. I have been Jimmy, and I have been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. See you next week. See you. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. Or you can give us a call and leave a voicemail at 804-446-1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901. And we'll play it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group, it's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun, join in on the conversation, post memes, do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast, and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.